from MPB Think Radio. This is Creature Comforts. It's the show all about your animals and the animals around you. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Libby Hartfield is out this week. She'll be back on the show next week. Today, the doors to the pet hospital are wide open. Got a pet question that needs to be answered? Dr. Major is here to help you out. Cat people, dog lovers, and everyone in between, this is your free vet visit, and you don't need any insurance. Also, if you have any general wildlife experiences, you can call and share those as well. To join the conversation, call one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or send an email to animals at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Creature Comforts from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Libby Hartfield out this week. She'll be back on the show next week. The doors to the pet hospital are wide open this morning, so if you have a pet question that needs to be answered, Dr. Major's here to help you out. Cat people, dog lovers, and everyone in between, this is your free vet visit, and you don't need any insurance. Also, if you have any general wildlife experiences that you'd like to share with us, give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or email the show animals at mpbonline.org. Uh, every, a reminder that if you miss Creature Comforts on Thursdays, it repeats Saturday mornings at 6. Also, since it is a pet day, if you have a funny story about how you named your pet uh, and you want to share that with us, we'd, we'd like to hear that as well. So, good morning, Dr. Major. Hope you're doing well today. Doing fine. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, anything uh, interesting or exciting going on at uh, the clinic? Always. Uh, <laughs> it's Seems like I walked in this morning and everything there was barking this morning. I had some puppies back that were really... Uh, they were they just wanted some attention main thing but uh it's a busy day and uh we uh we're staying busy as as always you never know exactly what's going to happen it's almost like being an er just <laughs> in a regular practice and this is true of just about every uh vet clinic i would say that you never know uh you know you have appointments and i do advise people to get appointments but we have a lot of walk-ins as well and emergencies at any time during the day. So it keeps things, keeps you on your toes. Very good. Um, so we're going to be talking about your pets uh, throughout the day. Any kind of pet questions that you have for us, or if I mentioned you have a fun story about how you named your pet, you can give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can always email the show as well, animals at mpbonline.org. Before we jump into the phone calls, a couple of things to talk about. Uh, Libby wanted us to mention that the Audubon, Mississippi, is having a coastal bird stewardship training class. Uh, what this is, is they need volunteers uh, to help in uh, uh, collecting important data on coastal bird diversity and abundance in various locations in Jackson, Harrison, and Hancock counties. Uh, so if you'd like to attend some volunteer training to learn how to help out, it's Saturday, September 16th from 9 to 2 at the Randolph Center in Pass Christiane. Uh, they ask you to RSVP if you're interested to MS Audubon 
coastalbirds at gmail.com. So, again, if you'd like to help out the Audubon, Mississippi, uh, with uh, learning about uh, the coastal bird population, volunteer training on September 16th. And, again, RSVP to MS Audubon coastalbirds at gmail.com. Also, this afternoon, today at noon, at the Apothecary at Brent's Drugs, uh, there is a, a theatrical presentation about the life of Fanny Cook, the first director, I believe, of the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science. Um, it's done by uh, Kathy Shropshire, who has been a guest on the show. Uh, if you need information on that, you can go to the MUW Alumni Facebook page. So we've got some calls on the line. Why don't we start off uh, by going to Hattiesburg. Bob is on the line. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, and how are you guys? Hope you have a, a great day, and thanks for the show. Great morning. I've got a... I've got a question about a, a large, we've got a, a um, about 135-pound Swiss Mountain dog. Okay. And uh, Bobby and still. other dogs, pardon me? You were cutting in and out. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. This uh, this large dog we have is doing things, a thing that other dogs we've had in the past does, and that is about once a week, sometimes every other week, in the morning, he will just start retching and throw up some yellow phlegm, some stomach bile, I think. Yes. Uh, doesn't do it all the time, but when he does it, it's kind of inconvenient. you got to clean it up. Uh, what causes that in dogs? Uh, people have given me various theories, and, and uh, no one's really given me a straight answer. You know, The, the, dog, is per- the dog is healthy. Right. He's never any issue, but he does that in the morning sometimes. And usually it's just the bile, that yellow, yes. yellow, yeah. yellow yeah, liquid. Never any solid stuff. Right. You know, there's probably several things that could be going on, and I'm sure you've had people uh, give you advice. One may be uh, the dog food that he's on, which he's probably been on for quite a while, even though there's not any dog food being uh, thrown up. Uh, some dogs have gastric irritation, just like people. Uh, you might talk to your vet about this. Uh you hate to start medication. If it's too frequent, though, I would consider one of the you know drugs that uh, might help with gastric emptying. Uh, does he eat grass much? Uh, as far uh, as sometimes he wants to do that, goes out and eats grass. Right, and usually eating grass. There are many reasons that a dog might eat grass, but one of them would be that he's has an irritation in his stomach or his GI tract, and a lot of times they will throw up after that. Uh, without diagnostics, it's going to be difficult for me to tell you uh, why he's doing this. Uh, we have had some success on dogs that do this frequently uh, using something like metoclopramide uh, or one of those particular drugs, but that would mean having to give him drugs every day. Right. right. So, it's not that much of an issue. Yeah. Some, do, you, do you buy into the theory at all that, that a dog with an empty stomach has a stomach acid will irritate it and then just cause him to throw up? Some people say, well, just, just give him, uh, feed him some, before he goes to bed, feed him some food, and that'll cause him to um, to be better, or to, to, to cause the stomach acid yes. to be uh, absorbed. How many times a day do you feed him? Twice. Twice. Morning and, yeah. morning yeah. and around yeah. 6 o'clock yeah. in the evening. Certainly you could try that. Certainly you could try feeding a small amount uh, late at night, see if that helps. Uh, I'm not sure that it will, but uh, that's interesting. In other words, what they're saying is that the stomach acid builds up overnight, and right. then it's irritating, and he throws up. So, but it's occasional, which you said every what a couple times a month. 
eh, a couple times a month, sometimes once a week. Right. It, it's not that often, and it, right. there's no. It's totally random. There's no uh, pattern to it. He'll just uh, wake up around six thirty in the morning, seven o'clock, and start retching. You know, right. well, retching a little bit, and then this this foamy yellow stuff comes right. out. Seems like you've been uh, in communication with your vet, but uh, do talk about it, and there may be something that can be done. I would try that, feeding him a little bit, uh, maybe just some bland food uh, uh, before you go to bed. Try it at night and see what that does. I'm sure he'd appreciate that, probably. All right, Bob, thanks for your call. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. It's a pet day today. If you have a question for Dr. Major, he's here ready to help you. Uh, The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You were also looking for any interesting stories about how you named your pet today. Next, we've got Elaine uh, from Fairhope, Alabama, on the line. Good morning, Elaine. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a 14-year-old rescue dog. She's about the she's got some dachshund in her and maybe some rat terrier. Anyway, she the last time I took her to the vet, he said she might be starting Cushing's disease. And she's got I read up on it and she's got a lot of the symptoms. She's getting a pot belly. She's always she's been thirsty all the time for a long time and um i just don't after reading it said longevity was like two years with or without <laughs> medication yes, so ma'am. should i bring her back and get her on medication or should i just let her enjoy life at 14 years old i have a 17 year old uh chihuahua named jw uh which stands for just wonderful. But uh, anyway, he's he's still hanging in there. And I've, I've stopped doing a bunch of tests on him. He seems to be happy. He really can't see too well, but he's beyond the stage of doing anything for his cataracts. Uh, my suggestion would be to make her as happy and comfortable as you can, uh, which you've done, I'm sure. I don't know that tests... Yeah, she doesn't seem like she's uncomfortable. You know, she's slowed down, but, you know, as far as really feeling bad or, you know, hurting anywhere. She doesn't seem to. And if you look at those symptoms that you, that you looked up, uh, you'll see that it's a wide range of symptoms. And a lot of dogs do some of those that are perfectly normal, such as panning. Uh, and as I say, we, I say, as I get older, uh, you have more, (laughs) um, more laxity of the stomach (laughs) and this sort of thing. So I, I really would not put this dog through a whole lot. Sounds like she's happy, and uh, you're taking good care of her. Uh, there may be another reason to do the testing, but if she has Cushing's disease, she's probably had it for quite a while, and I don't know that I would uh, really uh, get too carried away doing a bunch of tests. Okay. Well, that's my I opinion. I do appreciate right. that. Well, that's kind of what I thought, but am I neglecting her if I don't do a bunch of stuff? I don't but, think so. I think she's, from what you say, she's in pretty good shape and she's happy. Does she have any other medical conditions? Well, she has started a, little, a growth on her nose, and okay. then it started spreading. Mm-hmm. And it was real, I can't think of another word, but crunchy. It was very hard. Is it on the and top of her on, nose? On the top of yes. her nose, and then it you know, went around her nostrils. Okay. Uh, and the vet said, well, if it starts, said he usually saw it in older dogs on their 
feet. Right. But this does happen on the nose. My suggestion yeah. for that would be to use something like Vaseline or a triple antibiotic to keep it soft. Okay. Uh, it's not a malignancy, as I understand it. Of course, I haven't seen it, but I'm just saying right, I think probably course. keeping it uh, moist with uh, either Vaseline or triple antibiotic will at least keep it from cracking and causing pain. All right, Elaine, thanks for your call. Good to hear from you this morning. We've got some open phone lines, but we need to take a quick break. It's Pet Day on Creature Comforts. Looking for your questions about your pets for Dr. Troy Major. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Send an email to animals at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. It's an all-pet day today. We're looking for your pet questions. Call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is one 877 Six seven two seven four six four. You can always email the show animals at mpbonline.org. Suzanne is on the line next from Laurel. Good morning, Suzanne. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. I, I, I had a pretty good name for y'all. I had some um, friends who were fellow nerds like us, and <laughs> they got a new beagle, and um, their, their old one passed away, and they called it Obi. I said, oh, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. He said, no, like Obi Quiet. <laughs> very good with a beagle yeah, i believe that's probably very appropriate beagle, that's, that's, that's a pretty good call um we had a relative give us a dog um that she's she's a center mix um and she began having some alopecia on her hindquarters and the skin became black and very thick and my husband has suspected that it's alopecia x and I was wondering what could be done about that. What kind of dog is this? Well, um, she's a, kind of a setter mix. She looks like okay. a very small Labrador. Okay. And uh, she's she's the only dog that we have that's that's mixed. So, um, I mean, she's about I guess she she's a medium sized dog. She's about forty pounds. Right. That condition is is pretty common and. Uh, when I say common, uh, more common in uh, Pomeranians, I believe, than any other uh, particular breed. But uh, she's a mixed breed. What has your vet said when they've looked at this? Well, we we haven't taken her in yet because we, when we first noticed it, we we had read that there was nothing that we could do about it. It was just right. It's uh, a genetic uh, situation. Yeah, and and that um, I mean, she. She didn't seem. I mean, we noticed some scratching, and we we tried to treat that, but yes. it it's gotten progressively worse, okay. and we just haven't been real sure. How, you know, if we should take her in, if there's going to be a lot of treatments, or you know, we just sort of want to know before I w- beforehand. I think I would do a consultation. Take her in and do a consultation with your vet. Uh, thyroid. Uh, Insufficiency could be a problem or part of the problem. And a lot of times as they uh, lose a hair, and I don't know if she's licking or chewing at all. but No, uh, she's not. And that kind of rules out some of the other things. But uh, 
I would do a consultation, and I don't think there would be a whole lot of treatment if that is the case. Uh, but at the same time, if there's something that could be done, uh, I would suggest that that would be uh, follow, follow your vet's lead on that, okay? It sounds like you've yeah, done your research. You've done your research as well, but uh, see what see what your veterinarian says. Yeah, well, our concern was it just it kept going. It wasn't yes. just the hindquarters. How old is this so, dog? I think she's about four. Yeah, uh, a little strange for it to just begin uh, at that age, I would say. But uh, it, okay. it may have been developing uh, all along. I don't know. But uh, okay. do get it checked out. Let us know what you find out, okay? I will. Um, yeah, I've had a, I had an English cocker spaniel that had a failed thyroid, and the, the skin on her stomach began to turn black. Yes. And this is nothing like that because it's thickened. Okay. So, I understand. Yeah, but I sure will check it out. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Suzanne. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio, an all-pep day. So if you have a question for Dr. Major, call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Next up, it's Jim in Jackson. Jim, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Jim, you need to have your radio turned down and talk to us through your phone. All right, we got Jim back on hold. Jim, if you can, uh, like I say, uh, turn your radio down, talk to us through the phone, because we do have a bit of a delay, and we'll be able to talk to you that way. So we'll get to you in just a minute. Uh, let's move on then. Next, we've got Kristen in Jackson. Good morning, Kristen. Go ahead, please. I don't know if you remember me, but you saw my short-tailed pygmy possum, Herschel, a yes, couple months yes, ago. Yes. And um, yeah, I just want to let you know he's doing a lot better. And I heard y'all were calling about pet names, and I get asked about his a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I, I actually name all, all of my pets after breakfast foods. So I have two <laughs> guinea pigs named Waffles and Biscuit. I have a frog named Jemima. And Herschel is named after the Uncle Herschel breakfast sampler from Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's awesome, I, and I'm glad Herschel is doing better. I, I was worried. I know. I think you had what you had gone to Missouri or somewhere for a while, but uh, or maybe I was wrong with that. But anyway, I was I'm, Kentucky. But Kentucky. Yeah, I, was I was fairly close. <laughs> anyway, but I'm glad Herschel. Herschel is really, really cute. You need to uh, take a picture, and we could post it, I believe, on mm-hmm. uh, our website or yeah, uh, and. Uh, Kevin can tell you how to do that, but I, it would be yeah. it would be great. I mean, pet owners never have a short shortage of cute pictures of their babies. So I understand. Well, I've got know how. I've got one or two two of them, but mostly it was his little ears that I was concerned about at the time. <laughs> you take care, and thank you for your call. Yeah, Just uh, you. email the show animals at mpbonline.org. We'd be glad to post a picture of, of a somewhat unusual pet, although becoming more uh, more un, more not unusual, I guess, as we go along. You have to understand that he was a pygmy possum. He was very <laughs> tiny, and there's a long story behind how she got him, but uh, it uh, was very, very cute. I mean, he's as big as a mouse, just about. He's cute. All right, let's see. Let's try Jim and Jackson again. Jim, you're on the air with us. Go ahead, please. Yes, so uh, we've got a 12-year-old Pomeranian, and lately I've noticed that uh, he has a hard time spotting me or my wife when we're taking him out potty, and uh, He's got glaze over his eye. I think he's got cataract. Yes, sir. And is it possible to get cataract surgery for a dog? Yes, sir, it is. And uh, I saw a dog yesterday that it had uh, cataract surgery. 
Uh, there is an ophthalmologist group that comes to the uh, emergency and referral center out on treetops and flowwood. Uh, you might give a call or ask your veterinarian to call and set up an appointment. They could look at, at your little dog and tell you if it's feasible or if it's not. But um, cataract surgery is done, uh, and usually it is successful. So uh, I would suggest uh, talking to your vet about a referral or at least give a call out there and ask for the, uh, to set up an appointment with the ophthalmologist. All right, Jim, thanks for your call. Next, let's move on. We've got uh, Scott's on the line from Pascagoula. Good morning, Scott. Go ahead. Good morning. Good um, morning. We've got a female long-haired Dodson. Uh, she's a rescue dog. I have no idea how old she is. She has terrible skin problems, and her hair is falling out. She's had two steroid antibiotic cocktails, and... It has been to no avail. Okay. Uh, overall, she's in pretty good health except for this? Absolutely. Right. Uh, the long-haired dachshunds really are uh, beautiful dogs when they have their hair coat. Uh, and she was okay when you first had her, got her, or was she? Yes, doctor. Okay. Uh, it sounds like she's been treated for your basic allergy type thing with a steroid and antibiotic. Uh, she may need to be allergy tested, uh, which uh, can help point to uh, where the problem is coming from. Uh, you can certainly do food changes, uh, trying to select a food that uh, would agree with her. The food, the food experiments usually take around four to six weeks at least to see if it's going to do any good. Well, this uh, has been going on for months. Okay. I would suggest that you're at a stage where you need to uh, consider allergy testing and uh, see see how she responds from the standpoint of getting that done and then pinpointing what needs to be done as far as allergies. Uh, well, what do you think something like that would cost? And I'm not the best person to quote prices. I always tell people that at the clinic they need to talk to the front desk, but... I suspect it'd be around four hundred dollars to to have her allergy tested. That may be a little bit high, but somewhere between three and four hundred dollars. All okay. right, all right, Scott. Thanks for your phone call. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. If you have a question about your pet for Doctor Troy Major, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two. Seven four six four. We've also been hearing a couple of interesting stories about how pets got names. So if you'd like to share that, you can call in as well. We've got Becky on the line in Meridian next. Becky, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi. Uh, yeah, I just had a couple of suggestions about with for the man who called in with a large dog who was throwing up early in the morning. Yes. Um, we have a rescue. Um, double doodle is what she's been called. <laughs> okay. so one parent was a golden doodle and the other was a labradoodle so she's half standard poodle and one quarter lab one quarter retriever so she's 90 pounds she's not a small dog and um she does that occasionally but not near as much as it used to happen now that we have um our vet told us first of all don't feed her any pork products um, of course, she loves bacon. She just follows <laughs> us around whenever we're, we've cooked bacon. But um, the other thing, two other things, is uh, to 
if we did want to start her on medication, one that has worked well for our dog is uh, the generic name is Omeprazole. Yes. And um, but uh, so giving her that has helped cut down on the acid. And uh, and then the other thing is a really a, I think it works as well as the medicine, and she certainly uh, enjoys it. And that is to give her ginger snaps. Hmm. Okay. Uh, like he could give her some uh, two or three ginger snaps late at night, and the ginger, you know, has a calming effect on on their stomach. We tried doing ginger ale; she wouldn't drink ginger ale, but she will. She loves ginger snaps. Well, we can all we could all partake of the ginger snaps before bed. <laughs> that could be a joint adventure there. But anyway, that's good good advice, and uh, certainly, uh, if he's still listening uh, about that, might try that just to see. And the omeprazole uh, would be good. Uh, I would certainly have him uh, suggest talking to his vet about that before trying to initiate that. But thanks for your call, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Becky. Good to hear from you. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. One more call before our next break goes to Beth in Biloxi. Good morning, Beth. Good morning. Um, I have about a year-old yellow lab that hasn't been neutered. He seems to be showing some a uh, little bit of aggression. He's he's a mailman. He's wanted to bite him, and I don't know if your thoughts are as far as neutering would help with some of that. Certainly, uh, I would recommend it. Uh, that's not to say that he would change his personality completely. Uh, the other thing would be some training. Uh, I would suggest contacting somebody in in your uh, area. Uh, that could give you some advice as far as training this dog. You certainly don't need for him to bite uh, UPS man or postman or uh, visitors that come come to your house. Uh, but I do recommend going on it and having him neutered, and that should help some. But uh, Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Beth. We need to take another quick break. When we get back, we'll continue Pet Day with your questions for Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. More creature comforts after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Uh, We are having pet day today, so if you have a question about your pet, uh, you can give us a call. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-MPB-RING. 672-7464. 672-7464. Send an email to animals at mpbonline.org. Also, we're looking for any uh, interesting stories about how you named your pet as well. So if you'd like to share that, uh, you can give us a call as well. We've got some open phone lines, so if you have a question about your pet, give us a call. And I've noticed we've been rather dog-heavy uh, today, so hopefully that means maybe the, the cats are doing well uh, with their health. And uh, no, Well, I was about to say no strange behavior from our cats, but I think that that's uh, <laughs> too much certainly to never the Case. Too much to ask. Okay, <laughs> I think we all know that it's it's just a, a par for the course uh, sometimes when yeah. uh, cats because uh, you know they can confound you. But uh, I think that's why we'd like to have them yeah. is that uh, we, 
Yeah, we've got a new a new kid, and he's he's really going on four and a half, five months now, and he's going to be really big, solid black. Uh, he started out with the name of Porch Kitty because uh, somebody left him on somebody's porch, and at least that's where he was found. And I decided to adopt him, and um, he now it's Mister Jingles <laughs> is his name, and I'm not sure exactly how that came up, but anyway, that's his name. But he is so affectionate right now. Uh, I woke up during the night and he was like on my wife's arm, just sitting there purring, <laughs> even though she was asleep. But uh, they, uh, the cats are always, uh, they have some pretty distinct personalities, and each one is a little bit different. But uh, as you say, though, they can they can do some things sometimes that make you wonder what's going on. <laughs> and I also think that you know pets do get some, or cats do get some of a. A bad reputation for being standoffish and that sort of thing, but I agree with you. My, you know, my cat again, especially the last couple of weeks, has been very, very affectionate and you know always uh, doing the in and out of the feet when I get home. And you know, the other strange thing, and I, this is not only my cat, but my cat just loves shoes. I mean, he likes to rub on my feet, and then when my shoes are you know sitting in the floor or something, he he always likes to go over there and and mess around with that. So I don't know if it's the the odor, or the texture, or what, but. Uh, and then when I'm tying my shoes, he loves to attack me as well. So but, think uh, about it: a large extent of what these cats do when they're rubbing up on your legs or anywhere on your shoes, whatever, is marking their territory. They, mm-hmm. They're scent marking you, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, one of the things that they do quite well. That's right. They let you know that uh, they're the ones in charge. <laughs> right. That's just one of the many ways. <laughs> right. Back to the phones we go. We start again at Ocean Springs. Caitlin has a question for us. Good morning, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure, go ahead. Um, I've got a uh, 96-pound, five-year-old shepherd who um, we've got a pond on our property, and she just loves this pond, and we can't keep her out of it. She keeps getting these skin rashes, and I'm just wondering if letting her go in that pond over and over again would uh, allow her to develop these skin rashes that she's apparently are really itchy. She just won't leave alone. Okay. Uh, is it fairly, I guess the question is clean, as far as not a lot of uh, algae yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, it, it doesn't get, like, pussy or right. anything like that. It's just, it's just apparently just, she just gets really, really itchy. Right. And uh, it'd be hard to say, you know, exactly why she's doing this. I'm sure uh, as a responsible pet owner, you've got your fleas under control. Uh, mm-hmm. So she should all heartwarmed and fleed all the right, cats. right. That's very important, and we'll talk about that maybe later in the program. But people don't need to slack up with their heartworm or flea control just because we're getting into the fall and winter season here in Mississippi. It's year round. Uh, what are you What are you feeding her? What kind of food? Um, we've got her on Royal Canaan. That's that's a good, certainly a good brand. You might consider adding some uh, fish oil to her diet if you haven't already. Uh, I think that may help some. Uh, I would suggest that that uh, antihistamines, as far as giving a dog antihistamine, they may work for a short period of time, but uh, I really don't think it's one of the things that, you know, if you've got an insect bite or something, yes. But uh, talk to your vet, and I'm sure you probably already have, but try the fish oil and add that. you can get uh, your veterinarian would have something that you could have in a pump that you could just pump on the food or capsule or pill. 
Uh, and that would be certainly a help, I think. And she may be drying out her skin a good bit by getting in and out of the water a lot. So let's try the fish oil and see if that, that helps her. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for your call, Caitlin. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio, a pet day today. So if you have a question for Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson, you can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Next, we've got Barbara in Iuka. Good morning, Barbara. Go ahead, please. Okay. Uh, I appreciate your program. And uh, I'd like to ask a question. I have a five-year-old palm. Go ahead. I'll turn my radio off. All right. Uh, I have a five-year-old palm, and she is has been diagnosed with kennel cough. Okay. And she's had this for seven weeks. She has taken steroids, and she has taken um, uh, antibiotics. She coughs, and she gags, and she grows up, and okay. she is some better, but she has put on a lot of weight. Yes. Can you just explain the difference in chemical cough and distemper? Okay, first of all, distemper is uh, something that uh, probably your dog has been vaccinated against uh, many times or at least several times. As a puppy, a vaccine is very effective. Uh, Distemper can affect all systems of the body pretty much. uh, Most of the time it's a respiratory-type symptoms, but in advanced stages it can affect uh, the skin. Uh, It can affect a lot of areas of the body. It's a little long to think that this dog has had kennel cough, and I'm not going to fly in the face of what your diagnosis has been, but seven weeks is a long time for a dog to have kennel cough. Kennel cough is a broad term, and there are a lot of things that can make a dog cough. The Pomeranian, I'm concerned about possible collapsing trachea uh, causing this or some other condition rather than being kennel cough. Uh, have any x-rays been done, radiographs? Uh, no, sir, but whenever I give her steroids, uh, she doesn't cough. Right. I am, you know, concerned about the steroids on a long-term basis. And, you know, as I you, am too, as you, she's really gaining the weight. I, I understand. Uh, I think you need to look further. I hesitate saying it away, but you might want to get a second opinion uh, just to... Uh, possibly rule out or somebody could see something that uh, has not been seen and probably would be wise to have x-rays done. Okay. Okay. All right, Barbara. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for your call. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. If you have a question about your pet, you can call in today at 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. Our next caller is from Natchez. Tate is on the line. Good morning, Tate. Good morning. How are y'all? Doing good. Go ahead. Good. Um, so one comment on, on the dog names. I got my dog when I was uh, a junior in uh, college at Appalachian State in North Carolina, and we picked her up. Her, dog, her name was Fancy, uh, and I figured I was never going to get a date with a dog named Fancy. So uh, <laughs> we named her after uh, there's an old Dixie Cup song called Ico Ico, and it was played on the radio when we had to go pick her up, so they kind of stuck. <laughs> But my question was, uh, my dog's 14 years old now, and she's in pretty good health, but I've noticed in the last two months her hearing has gone down really rapidly. Um, and it might just because she's getting old, but it just seems like a really quick onset. 
is there something that might be causing that that's correctable, or you know, is it just old age? You know, you're quite possibly right that it may be old age. Sometimes a sudden onset, something's been coming on for a while, and then all of a sudden it appears as, you know, just happened all of a sudden. Uh, my 17-year-old uh, can hear certain things, uh, but uh, in general, he either ignores it uh, or uh, sometimes can hear uh, have your vet check out the ears. Be sure that the no infection in the eardrum is intact. But in reality, there's very little that can be done. Uh, there are audiologists uh, that check dogs out in some of the larger cities, uh, but I don't know of anyone in the Jackson area that literally, you know, could give you a thorough exam, other than physically looking and being sure the ear is okay. All right. Thanks for the call, Tate. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. It's an all-pet day, and we continue on. Uh, Next, we're visiting with Mary from Flowood. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Go ahead. Okay. um, First off, I was going to talk about my cat, but I will tell you about some pet names. My dog had a basset hound that he named Dog, (laughs) D-A-W-G, and then he had a second one, and he named him Dog, too. Um, Then with... I have a 17-year-old dog, part poodle, part Jack Russell Terrier. She looks a lot like a Benji. She's only 10 pounds, but her name is Echo, and that's because when I first had her as a puppy, I had another dog that whenever it would bark, she would bark. So I just named her Echo. That's a good name. But getting back to the cats, I have a cat that's a red cat that I named Jubilee after Jubilee Jam because that's when I got her. Hmm. And then the uh, I had a British shorthair that I used to show in cat shows, and I named him Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and called him Sherlock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when I was single, when I had those two cats, and then um, I married someone that's allergic to cats, and he tolerated them being indoors for a short while until he saw Sherlock looking straight at Jubilee one day and peeing all over the couch. <laughs> at that point, they both became outdoor cats. Okay, That's all right. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Mary. That's a good story. And that, I mean, I've also from experience, that's one of the way a cat will express its displeasure uh, with you is that. I know I had once a... Uh, a cat did that on a brand new futon that I had, and 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 uh, it was a large mattress, and I, I could, for the life of me, could never figure out how to get that clean. So that was kind of a uh, down the drain kind of thing. But like I say, that that's one way that that they'll let you know for sure that something is not right with the, their view of the world. Uh, we've got uh, Desi from Biloxi up next. Go ahead, you're on the air, please. Uh, yes, I want to ask a question. I have a um, a Pomeranian and Chihuahua mixed dog. Okay. Uh, she's a little over a year old, and, uh, and for the past few months, taking her outside to relieve herself is as if she's having a hard time trying to find her, I guess, her spot or whatever, and she gets to the point where she's just pacing back and forth trying to find a spot to relieve herself. Uh, is there something I can do to uh, break her out of that or help her out with that or now, when she sure. when she urinates or defecates, she's once she finds that spot, she's not having a problem. Right, she's not having a problem. Then it's, it's just just, just finding the spot. Yeah, right. And then it takes her like we'll go outside, and 
she, I know that she has to do it because she'll run to the door as soon as I get to the door. Yes. And she'll be out there. We'll be out there for like, you know, four or five minutes trying to find this spot. And then she gets to the point where it seems like she's frustrated and she's just pacing back and forth. And then when she just gets to the point where she can't hold it anymore, she just relieves herself. And I was wondering if that's just because of the breed she is or... Uh, I'd have to say it's probably a, a habit that she's gotten into. Uh, uh-huh. I think you have to be patient with her, probably, and not rush this too much. Does she have a particular place that she goes each time, or is she anywhere in the yard? It's, it's just anywhere yeah. in the yard. <clears throat> right, but uh, she's – I don't know how to explain it, but I have seen dogs that do pace. They'll sniff, they'll pace, they'll go back and forth and finally find the place. But usually, it. Uh, I think you need to give her some time, and I know once everybody's rushed, they'd like to get back inside. But it may take her uh, ten minutes or so to find that place and and do her business. But uh, I would say that it's not terribly abnormal. Other dogs do it too. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, right. I just wanted to make sure that was something you know not physically wrong with her. Uh, it may be more psychological than anything else, but I don't think there's anything physically wrong with what she's doing. Okay? All right. Uh, thanks for your call. Let's take one final break this hour. This is Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio, and it's Pet Day. We've gotten a lot of questions uh, about uh, your pets for Dr. Major. Still time for you to call in one, though, at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 Back to wrap up the show after this. you're a sustaining member of mpb think radio we appreciate your support of our programs to become a sustainer go to mpbonline.org welcome back to creature comforts on mpb think radio kevin farrell here with dr troy major veterinarian at the animal medical center in jackson it's an all pet day today and we've got some more phone calls loaded up so let's start again in Purvis. Suzanne is on the line. Good morning, Suzanne. Hey, good morning. I just had a comment about the um, Pomeranian Chihuahua mix. I have Pomeranians, and I think they can be prone to urinary tract infections. And it sounds like that dog is young, but if it were my dog, I would make sure it doesn't have a urinary tract infection or even anything obstructing its bladder. Right, and uh, that's a good point. Uh, I, I did kind of touch on that, and he mentioned oh, that, that, she, on hold, I guess. Right, that she didn't uh, didn't have any issues. You know, usually, and you know this well, probably the UTI, usually they're either spotting with just little tiny bits of urine or uh, straining to go. And I asked about that. Was the dog oh, straining okay. at all? And he said no. Sounds like it's a little bit psychological, but uh, maybe yeah. she just wants to stay outside a little bit longer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for your call. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't hear that part. I guess yeah. I was on, on hold or right. whatever. Well, well thank, thank you. you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, continue on. Next, we've got uh, Sue in Hattiesburg. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. Go ahead. I have a, a, a cat who just showed up one day about three years ago, and she was skin and bone. But I know that somebody owned her because she'd let you pet her and she'd let you pick her up and everything. So we had two indoor cats at the time, and they died within six months of each other. So I just opened the door, and she walked in and became the owner of the house. Right now, she's got this cough that she 
her whole side heaves, and she stretches her neck out, and she coughs and coughs. And I thought it was like she's trying to get up a hairball. But she's never had a hairball when I've seen her. And I've seen her do this outside as well as inside. And she'll just sit there, and her whole sides will be heaving, and her neck's all stretched out, and she's like, like kind of choking coughing. Yes. Okay. Uh, several things could be involved there. Uh, it doesn't really sound like she, there is a feline asthma condition uh, that cats have. Usually it's just evidenced by uh, some respiratory difficulty uh, and wheezing maybe. The coughing concerns me that there may be something either hung in her trachea or uh, further down. There are conditions if she was outside on the road uh, as a hunter, and this is pulling from like a zebra type thing, you know, um, there are <laughs> there are lung flukes that uh, if cats uh, actually hunt crawfish uh, when, when they're out uh, eating most anything they can, this particular lung fluke, fluke could cause some problems. I suggest that do get her into your vet if you haven't already, and it may require a radiograph or x-ray to see if there's any obstruction or anything like that that is causing her to cough. Uh, Okay. I think it would be wise to do that. Sounds like a good good cat, though. She found you. She did, and, yeah. A bunch of other feral cats found us, too, and we caught them all and had them stayed and neutered. Very so good. I'll them all in the morning. So. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call, Sue. Let's uh, move on. Next, we've got uh, Robert in Mobile. Good morning, Robert. Hey. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Doc. Good morning. Uh, i got two two-part question here. I know you're running out of time. Um, i got a boxer that I love like a child. Uh, he is five years old, and I, I've read that their average age is around 10 to, you know, maybe 10 to 12 years old. Right. Um, is there anything that I should be giving him uh, supplemental-wise, uh, specific type of dog food that I can help, you know, you know increase his his, uh, his, uh, his time with me and my family? Sure. You know, a good quality dog food. I'm not going to really yeah. name names, but a yeah, good quality not, dog know, food. Uh, something that's higher end, more of a, yes. you know, I'm skeptical of some of the high end stuff because they, they want to sell you something at a high price. Absolutely. And if yeah. uh, the dog food that we're on right now, we're looking good, I would yeah. continue that. Uh, there may be a supplement that you might want to add uh, mm-hmm. from the standpoint of uh, joints, uh, glucosamine. He, he is an co- inside dog. He, he's okay. a boxer. Okay. And, uh, is he overweight or... Okay. He is not overweight. Okay, he is, good. Uh, he's right at the perfect weight. And if I had, if I had a boxer, I would do a massage search just about every week, looking for any types of uh, growths. Lumps, lumps. Because they're very, cancer. they're very yeah. prone to have uh, mast cell tumor, MAST, mast cell tumor. Yeah. And uh, the sooner you find something like that and have it removed, yeah. the better off you are. Yeah, I read. I read that as well. He, yeah. he looks forward to that every week okay. when I go down and, and massage him. And <laughs> That's good. Well, it's good for both. It's good for both of you, okay? Yeah. But uh, uh, it sounds like you I also have a Morky, uh, okay. a Maltese and Yorkie. He was born with one eye. Okay. Um, I, I've got kind of, you know, I brought him to the vet. I, I do my due diligence in taking him to the vet. It, but I, I've started seeing some, like, almost drainage. And I know those dogs are kind of prone to having you know, kind of leakage out of their eyes. Yes. The doctor didn't say whether he still had tear ducts there or not or 
And I, is there anything I should put in there? I, he's three now. I've never really had any infection problems out of it or anything. I would but, think that probably uh, just to be safe, I mean, we only have one good eye or one eye, uh, maybe a lubricant-type thing. Uh, you could use something just to help maintain integrity of the eye. And also keep uh, – don't let anything from the drainage build up and form a crust below the eye. Sometimes that can be quite sore and can uh, build up. So keeping the hair trimmed there. Uh, but I would suggest that uh, just good maintenance. Uh, a lot of the smaller dogs do have blocked tear ducts. And, of course, this may be a special case with this one since he only has one eye. Good luck to you with him. All right, Robert, thanks for the call. Let's see if we can get this one last call in. Sherry from Coldwater, a quick story about your cat's name. Cat's name is Black Sad. It's a, uh, a cat. Uh, the cat is half, uh, half human and half cat, <laughs> and he is uh, um, uh, uh, I can't even say it. Uh, he's a policeman. Okay. All right, right. Sherry. Thanks for your call. That's going to wrap us up for today. Creature Comforts, a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. Funding provided in part by Wildlife Mississippi, a statewide organization celebrating its 20th year for conserving Mississippi's lands, waters, and wildlife. Our show is produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. So for Dr. Troy Major, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's MPB's Season Pass. And uh, we'll be back next Thursday at 9 for another Creature Comforts, heard only on MPB Think Radio.